on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, And here's your host, a man who truly enjoys a chocolate blast, Derek McCaw! Oh, let's let that go unexplained. (laughs) I just want to say that Lon's the one who paid for it. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. It is Wednesday, November 18th. And we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 275 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara. Of course, I am not alone this week. I am joined by several. I have multitudes with me. Of course, my fabulous announcer, Lon Chocolate Blast Lovin' Lopez. That's interesting. Uh, we have a guest. Well, you know, she's not a guest, but crawling out a from under bridge. character. Recurring character. That's right. I'm like the kid who disappeared from Happy Days, Chris Garcia. He's rendered Chuck. using Chuck. more polygons yeah. tonight. Chuck, okay. And, of course, uh, running this whole show, podcast producer, Moral Compass. Fearing the recurring uh, theme tonight, Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Fear the theme. Fear the theme, indeed. Well, we've got a lot of news tonight. Uh, comics, movies, TV. We might be making some gift recommendations before Black Friday. And, of course... We would be remiss if we did not acknowledge that today, November 18th, is Alan Moore's birthday. None of us would be oh, here happy if birthday it wasn't for Alan you. Moore. Got my you card know, in the mail today. Did he's, you? he's read my writing. I well, have, that's more than anybody else here can say. <laughs> it's a death threader. <laughs> and actually, their beards are friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. I published a Captain Airship One and uh, a uh, reprint of it that he let us do, and he said that the issue was, in his words... Cracking. And in fact, he was so inspired, he's in fact starting a, a fanzine of his own. <coughs> that called? would be awesome. He's going, I can't remember what it's called, what it's called but it's, it comes out next month, and he is going into direct competition with Chris Garcia. Wow. I, think I believe it's that was actually Warner his Brothers quote. Sucks. You're a dead man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe he'll lose a Hugo, too. In fact, if you read. It's called Die, Warner, Die. <laughs> yeah. If you read the magazine, Chris Garcia will will die. That's, uh, that's actually, yeah, cool. Don't read it. Chris dies at it's the like end. It's like The Ring, only believable. Yeah, Chris dies at the end. What do we got here to Derek, uh, today, Derek? Well, what do we've we got, got to Derek? Alan Moore's birthday. Uh, any, any Alan Moore memories, any of you? Uh, uh, well, I remember the first time I met Alan Moore. Yeah? Uh, it was at a dingy uh, kind of run-down bar out of Albuquerque, and mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, after the Texacon Back in '87, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, one of the last, I believe, American conventions that uh, I think Mr. he's Moore mocking went to. you, Chris. I'm yeah. fairly certain. And uh, you know, we talked a little bit about you know clean shaven faces, and because <laughs> uh, yeah. he was clean shaven, clean cut back then, and, and you uh, had not actually hit puberty. Then. And I had just said, "Alan, really, you can't go wrong with a beard." And 
he kind of nodded his head, and you know, we parted that day. And you know, nodded that, his beard. That night, and then lo and behold, 18 years later, a guy is just got a gigantic facial covering. So, Alan who knew? Moore, who Alan knew? Moore taught me how to drink anisette. Wow. That was it. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore and I uh, shared a six month love affair on the island of Majorca. Oh, I uh, remember that. Yeah. That's where you were. I remember we we wondered all of us and, only uh, on the Isle of Minorca. And uh, Alan Moore disabused me of the notion that I was uh, that I was human. Uh, so um, because I, you understood him, I, I I read the anatomy lesson and I realized uh, no, That's I was a only shame. a plant that thought I was a man. All right, and uh, I just think it's worth noticing, noting that People Magazine has named it Sexiest Man Alive, and none of us at this table have have been so I've honored. I've met him or partied Mr. with him. By I know. I really, I really yeah. thought Garcia had a shot this year. Uh, I was, I think I was fifty-two. <clears throat> he, he said he had a shot, but then something got in the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Johnny Depp, of course, and we say Johnny. Would you just hurry up and play Tonto? Uh, anyway, Johnny, the only one of only four two-time Sexiest Man Alive winners. Along with Clooney, well, I Richard can't, uh, Gere, and I, Brad Pitt. I cannot stop argue. hogging the awards, Johnny. I cannot argue with the, with that. You know, does are they? Do they like go up and down in the years? Oh, that was a good year for Johnny Depp, but Clooney had him out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, this neck and neck. Yeah. It's absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I, I got to defoliate. More. But then you know, then Clooney released the men who stare at goats, and everyone went, he's yeah. weird again. Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> are we going to preview the show, or are we just going right into our? We're going right. Oh, in. oh okay. I'm sorry. We're we not. We're not staying on track. No, no. We, and we, we don't realize that we got, we got comics news, we got movies news, we got TV news. You I mentioned said, Johnny Depp. We mentioned Brad Pitt. There we Andrew Preston's paying attention so far. Uh, and oh. Goodson's not even here, and uh, so let's talk about some comics because we've had some. We've had some. Oh, oh my gosh, you're right. We've got uh, <laughs> letters. We've got a letter. We get your letters. We get your letters every week. Every if by every week you mean once every twelve or thirteen weeks. We yes. get every week. <laughs> really? Yeah. We <laughs> get them. We just don't look. You at them. just don't tell me. <laughs> right. Uh, but I control all the mail. I, I don't, don't I, say troll. I said control. Oh. I, I know. what? What's the letter about? <laughs> yes. So I'm a goat. Uh, well, the subject was the Hatteram contest. It was an entry into the okay. Hatteram contest. I don't know that uh, this is necessarily the winner because I don't know who this is. They're signed Umar, a.k.a. The Fixer. Do you okay. know who this is? I have I, no I idea. Anyway, uh, so uh, and we got it. Uh, we got it last Thursday. Uh, and I really appreciate the comments of Fixer or Umar. Isn't Umar the sister of Dormammu? Uh, no. No? I think he's the other guy with Harold that went on the Great Adventure to No, White but Castle. thank you, Didn't Umar. he beget Lothax? Uh, no. Lothax just sort of appeared. Uh, this has been one of my favorite podcasts for a long time now, and I've been neglecting saying so for too long, so I thought I would do so by finally putting out a review and entering the Hat or M contest, so I Good believe for you. I believe the review is just saying that it's nice. yeah, there was no so. attachment. Nice. Uh, this is my entry. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Thanks for constantly introducing me to books. <laughs> was, it's you, funny on so you many threw levels. Threw that line off just like you didn't give him appropriate props. For well, because it's funny. This is my entry. There are many like it, but this one is mine. No, exactly. actually, uh, actually, Umar, there aren't that many like it. And you call yourself an actor. I do. Thanks for constantly introducing me to books I might otherwise never have read. Great show, guys. Keep up the most excellent work. Great letter, Umar. And wait, yeah, it's thanks. not done yet. Uh-oh. And remember, use your powers only for good. And he got the phrasing right. 
Yeah. Many celebrities don't, Umar, so you're better. (laughs) We've had to write it down and still they get it wrong. You know what that also means, though? He actually listens all the way through. Which is more than you can say. Yeah, exactly. So, So, like I can talk there. Uh, But uh, anyway. um, So. I, that was very kind of Umar. I really appreciate. Yeah, that. it's yeah, really you. nice, and it's nice. You know, we love hearing from people because then it's we know someone's listening. So we knew Australia. I wrote back and I said, for our listener map, now that we know we've got someone in Australia, where are you? And I haven't heard anything back from him yet. But uh, you know, he did enter the Hatterim contest. Indeed, and we did say that this was the week we were going to give it away. Yes. So he's probably oh, yeah. wondering if he won it or not. Well, he'll have to wait till we announce it. Yeah, it'd be awkward to. Um, awkward. Sh- should we? Um, well, yeah. are we going to give it away today? Are you going to announce the winner? I thought he had until the twenty something or what did you say? The eighteenth. Uh, I no? think it was the eighteenth. So I I'm. Was last let's week. see. Well, the eighteenth is today. Yeah. So until uh, midnight tonight. So by the time this podcast is out, yes, we won't have it, but we might have. More entries. Okay. We'll know by next. We'll announce the winner next. We'll week. announce the win. Well, maybe. you can announce the winner on the on the. Uh, I'll do that. We'll privately contact. We, we can announce the winner on the on the Facebook fan page for uh, Facebook Fanboy Planet. Yes. Absolutely. Let's, I don't know if Umar do is on that, but uh, Umar, join us on Facebook. Join the Fanboy Planet fan page. Uh, and anybody, course, and if you don't, we'll still repeat it next week. Sure, but uh, anybody, join us on the Fanboy Planet Facebook fan page. To get there, you just go to thefanboyplanet.com and go to any one of the podcast listings on the main page. There's a link to take you right there. This is why Rick is the producer and the Moral Compass, because he understands that HTML. technology. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> That, that was in the room. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So let's talk comics. There was a and there were RSS. there were a couple of deaths last week in comicdom. What I heard? I'm gonna. I oh. Will, oh yeah. This is odd that Chris Garcia claims to have heard and you had not. Oh. I was at a convention this weekend. So oh, there was talk at a convention. Okay, that's interesting was, because I think the th- interesting thing was that like nobody really freaked out uh, last week in Green Lantern Corps. Yes. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Green Lantern Corps. You're saying that during the blackest night when everybody's dying, mm-hmm. no, somebody everyone, else died? No, everyone's coming back to life. Everyone's coming back Some to life. Well, some are getting killed and yes, then coming, and back. coming back. Right, yeah. right. But right. one was so killed and was did right. not come back to life. And Don they Hall. just showed his corpse. Who? What? Who? And it would be Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner's dead? Kyle mm-hmm. Rayner's dead. Or he died last week. He, he died, died last, last week. week. Okay, he how did he die? Uh, well, it I think it's more amazing is that something happened in Green Lantern's core. <laughs> Green Lantern core, yeah. <laughs> all noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, well, Wait, wasn't he Ion though? No, I, Ion was was given to the uh, the Daxamite. Uh, so he was no longer Ion. He was just considered. He was Ion for was, a little did while. Did he have yeah. uh, Green Lantern powers? Yeah, he, had, oh, he, he was had the back ring. to being a Green Lantern. So yes. how I heard was there was a Kyle Rayner R.I.P. sticker on one of the boxes at WindyCon from one of the comic sellers. I would assume that uh, WindyCon is in Chicago. It, I was the fan guest of honor this weekend. Oh, my. Along with the folios. Oh, yeah. anybody, hi, Kaya. Hi, Phil. Anybody else who's lost to Hugo? Uh, James Blaylock was there. Oh, well, okay. James Mookie Blaylock. Oh, <laughs> that guy. Yes. Not the one who runs Devil's Due Publishing. No, that's... Josh, isn't it? Josh, Josh Blaylock, who uh, Chris convinced me he knew because of convention things. It was James Blaylock that. <laughs> but apparently, so when I went to Josh Blaylock and called him Mookie, Mookie right. it was a bad move. 
So way again, to go to listen to uh, Garcia. It was it was not the first time I'd realized that in my life that I shouldn't listen to Garcia, mm. but it was the best example. It was indeed. <laughs> the, it was probably the most embarrassing example of pretend of of listening. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, but, but having a sticker, that's not how. So, how he did died. he die? Did he get uh, his heart ripped out? No, he did not. Uh, with a, he was what protecting happened? the. Guardian battery. Mm-hmm. That one of the uh, what are they, the, the 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 super cops inside the core those those ones that have been like uh, right. partially replaced by my mechanics. Um, I the Sentinel. No. no, no, no. There are they're an there elite Green Lantern. Alpha. They're Green Alphas, Lantern yeah. Alphas. So the Green Lantern Alphas apparently actually have a battery within themselves, so they won't ever run down. So because justice never sleeps. And uh, so what they discovered was now that the Black Lanterns were at 100% and over in Blackest Night, Necron has risen from the dead uh, or has incarnated on Earth. Now the mission of the, of the Black Lanterns is to devour the green light, therefore the power battery. So, so they dropped uh, – Guy Gardner released a Red Lantern and dropped him on, on the battery to defend it against the Black Lanterns that were surging all over it. And in really disturbing, I mean, they've been not pulling any punches in in the disturbing factor. In this, right. That that uh, one of the Black Lanterns was Crib, the the Sinestro Corps, the one that was kidnapping all the babies. So they've got all these dead baby Black Lanterns assaulting. Oh, I've done that a couple battery. of times. I yeah. could take them. Who couldn't yeah. take a pack sure, of babies? But it's wrong. Uh, it's still just gross. And, sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, but not really a threat. So, though. so but Chasalon, who was the who is like the the jewel, Chasalon. Chasalon's like the big rock that oh, okay. has little tentacles, little tentacles coming tentacles out. Guy. Uh, he he was one of the alphas. I'm sorry, I'm not up on my core reading. So, uh, yeah, Chasalon's one of the forever. oldest ones. Um, anyway, he, in what book was he featured? Uh, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Okay, that has the Green Lantern core in it, right? Uh, I'm not up on my core reading. Thank uh, you. Uh, uh, Continue or his core classes <laughs> or whatever or his core core muscle exercises. Hurry up! So uh, yeah, you're the one slowing me down. Chaslon thought that uh, the Red Lantern was a threat, so he destroyed the Red Lantern, thus freeing a Red Ring. And uh, then the uh, then the Black Lanterns go for Chaslon, realizing there's a battery inside him. So Kyle takes him and like overloads it and and and, and holds all the Black Lanterns within his uh, within a force field. And then it blows up. And, Sounds good. And kills him. So, it, so in this one, is this something happens to Guy Gardner too? Doesn't? It? Well, the implication is we already know from a previews offering that Guy Gardner will become a Red Lantern, and this is what figures puts him over the edge. That's pretty perfect, though. It is perfect. It is, and it's like the angriest of the lanterns becomes the Red Lantern, yeah. and and because he's doing it to avenge Kyle, makes a lot of sense. Yep. So I I'm uh, I, I you know I got no problem. If there's with one it. lantern who's gone through more changes than anybody else, it's Guy Gardner. Gardner yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because they can't decide. You know, they they just don't know what to do with it. And and, and yet Dan DiDio has sworn no Kyle Rayner's story probably you know isn't over. I and mean, I think the reason nobody's really freaking out about it, and there might be a sticker that says R.I.P. Lantern, but they're not do- Kyle Rayner, but they're not doing anything because exactly as we're saying, it's. Blackest night. We know, uh, you know, a lot of heroes are dying. We know a lot of them are going to come back. Yeah. I mean, how serious a threat can it be if the first hero we saw killed was Hawkman? And you know that the one of the key things to Hawkman's character is he comes back. You know, so yeah. But that's independent of this event. 
Yeah. 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 So, but the other thing they tied us into last week was rebels, and that, uh, and they made it very clear there. Finally, uh, fulfilled the thing, the idea that these are just copies. They've been saying things like, you know, people right. have been, they know what to say, but they're not the real people. Well, they're not the real thing because we actually. Did you read Rebels last week? No, I didn't. It began with a character being downloaded. That and was, it's a, yeah. and it says personality. Okay, so they gave proof. It's somebody else was saying this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, well, Donna Troy said it in right. Titans, said they're not the real ones, you know, but it was it was more a gut feeling, and this was actually the process. They that are just it. copying the brain patterns, downloading the memories, and then it goes, and once yeah. the download is complete, then the Black Lantern is active. Uh-huh. Now, i got to admit, I kind of feel like that's, oh, they're making it up as they go along because, you know, that certainly wasn't the way it was before. It was just, you know, the, you know, flesh, flesh, rise, rise. Right, right. And now it's you no know, download it's complete. Like, it's like install. Install, yes. Format C colon. Yes, exactly. It's uh, – they're running on Windows 3. Oh, okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, the other character who died last week uh, would be uh, would be Frank Castle. What? Oh, Really? So the Punisher what, oh, that, that explains the cover that I saw, and it explains that the next arc is called Frankencastle, yeah, right? And uh, you know his, his body parts will be put together, and uh, so again, nobody really freaked out. Nobody really cares because no Frankencastle already died at least once, and then yeah. he came back as an angel, and then they tried to erase Shh, that. We don't talk about that. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, nobody cared. <laughs> And uh, Mar- uh, Marvel also announced they said they had the character of the year, which was a it was a picture. They sent a picture drawn by Frank Cho, which was a Cho's known for drawing monkeys and oh, babes. I was going for girls. I know you were yeah. hoping for that, but no, it was uh, it was, was a, it was a monkey. It was I believe the monkey called a macaque. A macaque. A macaque monkey uh, in a suit with Is that the one with the big proboscis. Yes, yes, with two guns blazing and a white. It was a white haired macaque. Uh, in a black suit with guns blazing, and they revealed the title this week is the name of the character is simply Hitman Monkey, and Hitman Monkey will be appearing in the pages of Deadpool before uh, going on to star in a series of digital comics. It'll be followed for, up by Hit Hit Monkey Man for the DCU, the Digital Comics Unlimited, which I believe you still do. You still have a subscription to that? Uh, maybe. It was extended so that I could look at their new software, and it's never gotten any really better. Mm, well, that's too bad. But anyway, that's where you'll find Hitman Monkey. Let uh, me rant for a second. Would you please? We have entered a period in which monkey is shorthand for awesome, and I do not approve. As a gentleman who has... And that's Chris Garcia. Yeah. That's Chris's 30 seconds. It's, yeah. an, odd, it's, an, odd, it's an odd rant, really, from a man who looks somewhat ape-like. I love monkeys. Don't get me wrong. I could watch them throwing their poop for hours on the internet. And but, you do. And often do. But the problem is, it now seems like... Your you tax dollars will work, people, by the way. Any concept, and instead just say, let's make it a monkey, and bam, genius. I don't buy it. I no. do not buy it. What would you do instead of monkey? Personally, other than zombies, because zombies are are monkeys. Zombies are the new monkeys. Exactly. Sense and sensibility and monkeys. And, Sense, and no one, and no monkeys. one's done a zombie monkey yet. No. Uh, not true. Dead alive. No, that's a ways back. I'm saying in this, oh, in this, in, in this, uh, in the recent recur- recurrence. You are absolutely right. Of- I'm thinking camels. And that was a monkey rat, anyway. Um, that's true. Uh, so camels. Camels. Camels will be the new monkeys. They're naturally both phallic and hilarious looking. And they are underutilized. Mm-hmm. 
and they are easier to control than Chris Garcia. So yes. uh, we go to also in digital comics, actually motion comics, Dark Horse is going to enter the ring with Buffy Season 8. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, they've, uh, they've confirmed that they're doing voice casting right then somebody's now. Somebody's going to make a great TV show. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's all right. Uh, but uh, probably, it looks like the arc where Faith was uh, doing was put into undercover at an English castle. Oh, okay, that's pretty. Good. Uh, I think that's going to be the. Yeah. It looks like that's the story they're going to they're going to animate. It's the one with all the golf kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Interesting to see that as a as a first thing. The goth Lolitas. I'm very interested. I feel like I should just stay on the whole Joss Whedon universe. So today, of course, Dark Horse released a Dr. Horrible one-shot comic. So people, if you're not aware of that, uh, go into your local comic shop and ask for Dr. Horrible by name. My copy had the hammer on the front of it. Mine did, too. Was there an alternate cover? I don't know. I think were, I there any, were there any up there still? Uh, I don't know. Captain Hammer, not The Hammer. The Captain Hammer. Hammer. Yes. Hammer Man. No, Captain Hammer. <laughs> hammer yeah. Man was a bad you cartoon from the 80s. you remember what the Hammer was? No, that's the lyrics of the song. Hey there, Hammer Man. No, Hammer, uh, yeah, well, Hammer Man was actually MC Hammer's animated okay, superhero alter ego. We don't go there. So, uh, Hammer, if you're listening, one, please don't hurt him, and two, call your lawyers. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and uh, from that, Zach Whedon. Those are great-looking parachute <laughs> pants you're wearing. Yeah, uh, Zach Whedon has uh, certainly parlayed uh, his Dr. Horrible experience into some fame. He's actually been writing the Terminator book for Dark Horse. Coming in, so it's all coming back to the '80s again. We've got a Terminator book coming, RoboCop coming. Uh, it's just, I feel weird. And then we're gonna have a Dark Horror. We're gonna have a Terminator and RoboCop team up. Ice Baby. What? Ice Pirates? What? No. Did you say Ice Pirates? No. Is, there, is there a RoboCop movie coming again? Because I know there was. Uh, there was rumor oh. they were gonna develop one, and it doesn't seem to. It seems to have stalled out. So um, greatest movie ever. That's okay. I don't want a remake. I just want to watch the original again. Um, but I'm old school that way. Word. Also, here's what's going, you know, going back in time. So to celebrate the 20th, I guess the 20th anniversary of Image, or maybe they just decided to all work again, they've got this crossover series called Image United with Robert Kirkman being the first person to be asked to be a partner in Image since the original founders. is writing this crossover in which Al Simmons' spawn is the villain, bringing all the original creations from Image together to fight Al Simmons. Um, Jim Lee, whose company Wildstorm was bought by DC and hasn't been involved in Image for what ten years at least, uh, is uh, going to draw the cover for it. So, interesting for those who are intrigued by art alone uh, and big splashy pages, which will probably prominently feature fleshy woman buttocks. Uh, Jim Lee is drawing the cover to Image United. So, I defy you to counter me on that one. I mean, that's I'm really- not going to counter you. I'm going to ask you one of these Derek challenge questions. Spawn started off with this whole th- whole motif of counting down to some event with mm-hmm. numbers on the pages. And yes. Did that ever happen? Yes, it did. Yeah. It happened two years ago. We talked about it on the podcast. Did we? Yeah. What happened? What was it? He The earth came to an end, and he became uh, – he went to hell. Okay. And so that is now like – and the earth recreated, and so that's now he's – he no longer has that. The, the The countdown was he had a finite amount of power right, on Earth. Right. And then when he was supposed to go down to zero, he was going to just that, – that's when Malabolgia would completely control him. Okay. And, and control his soul and he would become a warrior in hell. So he became a warrior in hell and he led the armies to destroy the Earth and, and then recreate it in a better vision. He killed Malabolgia and so now there's like no – there's no larger devil than him basically. Okay. So that's why uh, – 
So is it kind of like everything's back to normal as it was before the Earth was destroyed? Well, I think there's kind of yeah, and there's somebody else is now the spawn in the regular book. Oh, so which is I mean, there was a series that had set up that there would be more than one. Okay. Or well, there had been through there history. There had been and, through history, and so logically one would follow him. Okay. So, you know. Thank you. Yes. I you, stopped reading that magazine long before that event. So. I, I did too, but I picked up that issue when it happened. Okay. And I got, uh, when when Lon and I were at uh, Comic-Con this summer, uh, we, I don't know if Lon got it in a gift bag or not, but I got a, a little Spawn graphic novel at, at the party we went at, the Wrath of Khan. And uh, I think they were just like, randomly putting books in people's bags, and I don't so remember. I might have, but I don't think I read. So that. I got I got one with Ashley Wood art, and I can't remember what the title of the book was, but it, it definitely had changed to this idea that Todd McFarlane had that you know now Spawn is sort of like in the shadows and just sort of barely affects you know the events of the the, the story. It's kind of like becoming more like the Phantom Stranger, right? But scarier. Okay. So I stopped reading in a year that started with one. Good for <laughs> yay. Uh, so uh, let's go to some uh, SmackDown things here. You were you were gonna talk this week about you were concerned about alternative universe. I'm just a little tired of it. I mean, I, and I've been I've been a big fan of the the Ultimate Universe, and I've mm-hmm. been I think the one that's doing it to me is the Harvey Tunes universe. You no, know, the one that's doing it to me is Forever X uh, X Men Forever, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's a bad book. It's just. I was reading that, and they said something about Wolverine, and I'm like, why are they talking about Wolverine like that? I'm having trouble just keeping track of who's alive and who's dead. Well, Wolverine's dead in X-Men Forever, He's right? De- well, he died early in that series, maybe the first or second issue. I, I haven't even read it, and I knew that. I read a lot of the X-Men stuff, and it's like, huh, I can't keep track of it. In the, Rick, you may be getting too old for this I kind of thing. I may be, but I just think it's it's tiresome to have to keep track of the different universes. I think if they were that, they aren't that much different is the big problem. <laughs> I wish, Lon, could you look up just to see, uh, you know, Rick's, the vehemence on his face when he says this stuff? <laughs> says uh, well, when the Ultimates universe started, it was... They, they were actively different, and now you read the you read the new Ultimates, and you look at the Avenger title, you look at Captain America, and what we're doing with him. It's not that different. It's just a different storyline and different mm-hmm. people, and so it's not. They're not doing it for me anymore. I mean, if they really were different universes, that I that would clue me into keeping track of what's what, what's up. And you were saying you were enjoying it. Why do you enjoy the... the oh, I'm not reading any of those. I mean, okay. I have no problem with the different universe. Like, I, I was thinking when you talk about, like, you know, they're running kids' lines and they're running, oh. uh, you know... And, and, but those are wildly different. You know, but I mean, I, but you've all, I've also got to say, you know, I grew up, and you grew up too, reading the uh, of the Earth 1, the Earth 2, 3. I have no problem keeping right. those those separate. Yeah, see, I don't think of that as being... I know I know they're... They're DC universes, but they're all in continuity with, it, with each other. Okay. They don't have a book that's – they don't currently have a book that's set on one of those I also universes. survived Heroes Reborn and Heroes, uh, you know, the Onslaught thing. So Yeah, that was only a year-long event, though. But, you know, well, <laughs> all right. They t- no, they, but uh, they took those guys out of the standard continuity, too, while they put mm-hmm. them in the other they one. They did. That's true. That's they're, true. And again, so, wildly different. All right. Okay. So what about uh, – Oh, well, that was a great bit. What about three? We went head to head on that one. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to be bruised for months. I, I'm scared about just sitting here watching it. 
Go ahead. I got no opinion. You know, because the simplest solution to me, Rick, is don't buy the books. And I'm stopping. Oh, snap. <laughs> that just happened. Yeah. You know, because you got a kid in college, you have to pay yeah. for that. You know, mm. you you throw out, you you put out the ex cut the X books alone out of your monthly budget, and you could pay for Harvard. Yeah, and we'll go to that. But I've got to pay for Justin. You That's also the have Stanford of the West, of the East, Stanford of the East. Yeah, yeah. you've also got to think about three ninety nine books versus two ninety nine books. Yeah. Yeah, boy, I need passion from your side. This is going to be the curmudgeon. The, Rick, Rick is curmudgeon. But Rick is like a tired curmudgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Okay, so, like yeah, that I hate it so the, the books just jumped a buck, right? <laughs> okay, now, and, and along this, Lon had a pricing issue, too, so I'm hoping that he'll um, realize that I've said his name and he'll pay Yeah. <laughs> books just don't, jumped a buck. And what do we yeah. get for it? We get eight pages of story that I really don't care about. I mean, for the most part. I mean, there are some exceptions. Ex- the uh, Doom Patrol uh, and Metal Men, Metal Men is, is an exception. Um, but I'm, I'm – And, in fact, I prefer the eight pages to the front uh, section of there. That, but, yeah. that. but can I just say, too, that last – I know I don't read Doom Patrol, but that was a fun little book last week. The Blackest Night tri- yeah, tie-in, that was fun. yeah, I would say that's so the first three issues made no, made it wasn't fun at all, and then the fourth issue was like, oh, that's why they brought it back. That was a great. We we, we talked about this last yeah, week. We yeah, were, the Hulk, for example, is now three ninety nine, and for that you get the the savage or rather non savage She Hulk story in the back. That'd be the green one, not the but, red one, right? And I'm just not. Uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's back to being Incredible Hulk. That one is? Oh, there's two. There's a Hulk book there's and an Hulk, Incredible Hulk which is Hulk Red Hulk, book. and Incredible Hulk, which is mm-hmm. the Green Hulk. In Time for Christmas is a Although Red Although the Green, green Hulk. Hulk doesn't really exist anymore because the Red Hulk banished him from Bruce Banner. So now we got – actually, the one thing about that, that storyline was that Bruce Banner was kind of using his brains, which he's never done, to take on the, the beasties that were coming after him. So he's always hmm. just been threatened, skinny guy. And in fact, he had a, he's got plans now, so – but yeah. even so, it's it's four bucks for for that book and eight pages of this. And we still don't know who Red Hulk is. Right. Well, that's the... That's and in fact, the, this Christmas, we're going to have the fall of the Hulks, and they're going to have all the Hulks, both red and green, combined. Yeah. And we still won't know who they are. You know what I told Steve to drop this week? His Incredible testicles? Hulk. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not buying Incredible Hulk anymore. I'm which, dropping that. But which one is the Incredible Hulk? Incredible Hulk is the green one. The green one. So you're not going to buy the green one, but you're going right. to still buy the red one? I might buy the next couple of issues of the red one because supposedly you're supposed to find out what it is. And that's been the whole gimme all the way through this. <sighs> I wish Nate were here. Yeah. No, because he's not going to drop a Hulk book. No, I just wish he'd tell me if, you know, so that I could, he, he, someone could promise to tell me. Or that. they could just do like I do and just listen to the podcast and find out when they find out. Then they'll tell us, and then we'll know. Yeah. I find a couple of flaws in that statement. You know. Well, I didn't know Kyle Rayner died until whatever. Now. And I yeah. found out tonight, and I, I went, oh, well, okay. Okay. See, there you go. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, well, you know, okay, so that's the Marvel side. Now, I, does it, I, you know, I realize I don't think I buy any Marvel books at all. Yeah. Uh, don't right now. say that on the air. I'm sorry, Mr. Casada. Um, yeah, I don't think I do. And uh, I used to, but but I I feel too drawn like we've been played all along with the, other than I was buying I was buying a couple Hulk when it, when they were doing World War Hulk well, yeah Cap I, Reborn I haven't bought Cap Reborn okay but I'm not that Thor uh, I was actually waiting for the trade on that I was going to mm. buy the collection because hey, when Straczynski finished that I thought that would be you know a nice bookshelf thing to have uh-huh. um, 
So Scarlet Witch and Vision. What? <laughs> back they've, got, they've got they've got they've got a miniseries going again. Books from West the Coast 70s. Avengers. West Coast yes. So Force you, works. You do buy. They're all the way back. Iron Fist and Power Man. Great Lake Avengers. Yeah. Rom the Space Knight. I have every issue, and I am waiting, waiting for them to collect that into one huge Romnibus. Uh, and then, and then I, you know, <laughs> you made three very apathetic men moan. Way to go! <laughs> I have that effect. That's um, a normal Friday night for him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's next? Anyway, uh, no, we're, uh, we finished with the pricing thing. I think some of the backups have been have been worthwhile. Like, like the, what the the, blue, the Booster Gold and and Blue Beetle backup is good, it, and I understand the reasoning in that. Uh-huh. See, the DC reasoning has been to have characters that had some popularity. Maybe their se- series was canceled, or they tie in somehow to the larger to the to the lead in uh, feature, and they're and they're I think they're trying to build a popularity back up. Blue Beetle could not, for whatever reason, sustain popularity enough. I'll counter that with the question in the back of detective. No, no, no. no I said for the most part, and oh, I would, okay. and I knew you were going to say the question because it's like that's the one I agree with you. I don't care because it's probably going to tie into the bat. Whatever she's doing is probably going to tie into That's the, so pathetic. Yeah. But it's because, to me, story to me, the, the question story. is just a flawed character in the first place. They can't decide. There's no look. Now that it's, a, it's a woman. They can't decide how Renee's supposed to yeah. look. She doesn't have the coolness that, that the, the original did. And then they're going to bring back the original for the um, Blackest Night. There's a, a dead week where all these canceled titles are going to come back, and that will include uh, Big Sage. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, and then Suicide Squad is going to tie into Secret Six, which, let me say at this point again, too, we haven't mentioned in a while, if you're not buying the Secret Six, that's one of the best books out there for superhero, even though they're not superheroes, they're all supervillains. Right. It's a really, really good book. Well, you know why, though? Why? Nobody's buying it because they don't know about it. Yeah. Wow, Steve Simonetti just did an Anna Warren impersonation, and don't ever, ever, ever do that again. He got pregnant and had a baby and had he, to leave for six he, months? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm going to hope. No, you're still on my list, buddy, because you're not hiring. Well, anyway. It's <laughs> so, not my fault. It is. It is. I'd like to take this time, moment to say, like, you know, now we've got a holiday. Sorry, gift, Omar. Holiday Sorry. gift guide. Umar. Uh, Umar. Section one. Comic books, graphic novels, things that you would recommend to people to buy for Chris this holiday season? For Chris? For Chris. Chris. I know my, I know my no, answer. No, not for Chris. Christmas, I was going to say, but any holiday, really. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Is, uh, you have the, an opinion? I do, well, You always have an opinion. Is it informed? It's vaguely informed. Okay. It's not deformed. It's informedly vague. Yes. Is the uh, new Hulk Hogan DVD set that uh, has been released by the WWE is not being promoted too much. I was going much. to graphic novels, but that's okay. You're, but, you've started. But And for graphic novels, of course, I'm going to say this. The whole Hogan graphic novel. The yeah. latest uh, Girl Genius ah. is fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, the the castle, um, um, a crystal something. Yeah. Crystal I Palace. I cannot remember for the name of me. The last couple of issues have been really, really oh, yes. good. Um, which, but the know, whole series is good. That's, I, a, that's when you should really pick up from the beginning. Absolutely. And, you know, hanging with the folios this weekend was awesome. I love that show. Yeah. But uh, I really think that that's, for graphic Dino novels, Mike. that's my call. Or the new uh, return of, what is it, the Weird West? Is it Weird West Tales that's coming back? Weird Western Tales? Weird Western Tales, yes. Uh, that's going to be one of those I, I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The but that's that won't be available until January, and it's only a two ninety nine book. I, although you know that's fine. They are good one shots for people who want to just ha- have oh. anything. 
And I would say again, and I, I misidentified that book we talked about last week that uh, is coming out actually in February, but put place to order now at Ard- Ardwolf Publishing. It's the Invincible Gene Colon, because the obviously the pun is he was famous for drawing the Invincible Iron Man. Uh, so um, anyway, which would be a good book, so I'm going to recommend that. And you were going to say graphic novel? Yeah. Okay, I've already I've already done my uh, my gush on this one before, so it's not going to be any big surprise. But we pick up new listeners every week. Astonishing X-Men either and and you can get it in whatever size fits. You can get the, the smaller <laughs> trades, <laughs> the smaller trades or the smaller hardbounds or if you really love your geek, you will buy the omnibus edition, which is beautiful and heavy and you can use it as a weapon. Fantastic! I love so, weapons, but just I, I mean, Joss Whedon's story and the the artwork is amazing. Um, just some of the best X Men stories you'd, you're ever going to want to read. All right, Lon, anything? Is there a book you're asking Santa for for Christmas? No, nah, because pretty much over the last year, nothing's really. I mean, they haven't really collected Blackest Night. That's pretty much been the only thing I've been reading. Um, I did notice on the on the shelf they've got the Black Lightning miniseries uh, collected. Year was that year one? Was year that, one, I think that was yeah. pretty good. It's a little pricey for a trade, but uh, you know, and look like uh, what do they got? Dark Reigns on there this week. So if they, you know, kind of bring in that whole Dark Reign saga story, that might be a good read to catch up with Marvel this Christmas. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't recommend Walking Dead because that's just well, like I did that Friday. last year. You know, I yeah. also completely forgot the new Kelly Frias anthology that's coming out, which okay. is uh, tons of his art that has never been seen before. Oh. Uh, and it's supposedly supposed to be about a thousand pages. Well, not really a graphic novel, just an art book. An art book, but in the same vein. Well, absolutely worth it. I guess, uh, Rick, what was that, that one I just ha- handed you? Um, the perfect time to say the Match Mailbox delivered, and it's a beautiful book. The Future of Fantasy Art. Oh, yes. General Editors Ali Fell and... Duddleberg. I think this has double the forward by William Stout, um, and it's yeah. a collection of of both book covers and Warcraft cards, so forth painters that they believe are on their way up. Beautiful stuff. So you know, yeah, it's a, it is a beautiful book. I, I say if you are someone who loves just gazing at fantasy art and some science fiction art in there too, I I would uh, recommend that. Donato Giancola, uh, Hugh, multiple Hugo winner, oh. multiple Chesley winner. Uh, one of the best artists going today. Okay. Um, I have some stuff from Scholastic I wanted to recommend for the younger readers. Um, Are those graphic novels? Uh, yeah, okay. actually. Uh, this in particular is kind of a combo. Uh, it's called Malice. It's by this guy named Chris Wooding, and it's got a weird 3D cover for a, a reason. Uh, it's, a, it's both a combination of it's novel. Embossed. and uh, Both a combination of, graphic no- of novel and graphic novel. And the plot is that there's the in England there's this chill, there's this horror book called Malice that you have to ask for by name, and if you call on the host who's like the crypt keeper, if you do like kind of the Bloody Mary ritual with him, he'll come and take you, and you become a character in the next issue. That's interesting. It's mostly prose, but it's interspersed with, with the uh, comic, comic book stories book. of the main character who has been sucked into the world of Malice. And how do you summon the host? You, Do you say malice three times? There's a ritual, and it's tall Jake, take me away. Tall Jake, take it's me not, away. You don't have to say Nipsey like a bunch of no. times in a row? I'm guessing and that's tall Jake on the cover. That's tall Jake on the cover. I'm about halfway through this book, and uh, a lot of the kids I've shown it to uh, in my family been going, uh, and, and the friends of the family have been going, yeah, this looks really cool. 
the graphic novel portion I didn't like so much. I think the artist is kind of it's a little sketchy, but then they actually make build that in as part of the writing. There's an explanation for it. Yeah. So this is the first of two novels. Uh, the uh, the other one's called Havoc, and Havoc will be coming out in early 2010. But this is a great one to get on board. It's hardbound, really really nice, and it's a good kind of light horror for the younger teen reader. You know, eleven. So what you're 13. saying is we should be expecting a movie from this in a couple of years? I could see it. Okay. I could see that. Uh, absolutely. I'm going to say as a book lover, I'm a little less enamored with the embossed thing. I'm not, I don't I know how that's supposed gonna, to. I don't gonna, know how that's supposed to. If you to put end. that on a shelf next to another book, it's going to annoy the other book. It's probably what it's going to do. It's actually <laughs> going to reach out and you're going to be yeah. picking up some other novel like, you know, the Happy Tree Friend, I you know, I, I, yeah. the, the Magic Faraway Tree and Tall Jake will be in it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Should put it next to the farting duck. I didn't bring it, but I but I, I want to recommend because it's really good for younger readers. This uh, series called by Frank Camuso called Knights of the Lunch Table. There are two volumes so far about uh, kids at uh, junior high who are basically retelling King Arthur, but in a very cartoony, fun way. Um, so the Scholastic's been making a really big effort. Not to be confused with Knights of the Dinner Table, right. which is a long-running comic mm-hmm. about... Right, I understand that. Uh, yes, Knights of the Dinner Table for the much, much older reader. Uh, but Like you? No, 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 like you. Yeah. Uh, but No, not really for the older... But the people who have done gaming, and which I have, you know, as we know, I'm not really a... I didn't really do the role-playing game, so I think a lot of the Knights of the Dinner Table humor just goes... Right over me. your head. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they make it, making a big effort. And this is the second volume uh, from the woman who wrote uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles, teamed with Te- uh, Holly Black, and uh, teamed with Ted Knife, who is a Bay Area artist yep. who did Polly and the Pirates and the oh. Courtney Crumrin series. Uh, and Death Jr., I think, too. He's, he's the artist on that. So the, um, this series is called I the- partied with Ted. Have you? Yeah. Well, we should bring him down here sometime. Friend of mine. Because no, he wouldn't remember you. He was a friend of mine who used to live in San Francisco. I'm not saying he'd remember you. I'm just yeah. saying we should bring him down here on the podcast because I really admire his work, especially for kids' literature. It's dark. It's edgy, but safe. And uh, this is for a little older reader than usual. Uh, the series is called The Good Neighbors. The first volume was called Kin. And Actually, the- true story. Can I, can I say the second volume? Anisette Martinis. Kit? Okay, good. Alan Moore taught you about Anisette. Was <laughs> Ted Nafee oh, there with him? Okay. okay. Uh, so The Good Neighbors is about a, a girl who discovers that she's half fairy, and the fairy kingdom has decided they're going to cut off their town. And th- this book actually came out last year, and I think uh, it is not from – maybe it is from Scholastic. Um, but it's just – this is weird. I can't even disc- – but this is an Australian guy. Tales from Outer Suburbia. I think I talked about it briefly last year. Uh-huh. Good day. But I wanted to bring it and recommend it again because this is for the kids that are just really kind of creative. The stories are very heavily metaphorical. Um, oh, just, so if your kids liked Where the Wild Things Are, they might like this, the movie? Um, again, Lon, I want kids. to explain that uh, many, many, many parents read their children Where the Wild Things I Are. I meant the movie. I know, but you know, we were we watched a movie that uh, we, we watched uh, the Blind Side last night, and the, where the wild things are came up, and and Lon said like, "Oh, I bet this is from the same movie company." And I went, "But where the wild things are is like a classic children's book that mm-hmm. Lon's just never read." Um, so <gasps> you never read? I had it read to me. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, so this is just a cool – it's a kind of a combination graphic novel again in chill, uh, oh. children's book text and, and he does some pages comics, some pages – the guy's name is Sean Tan. Again, just really cool creative book and I, I recommend this. Multiple Hugo nominee. 
Is he? Yes. Well, you just fill me in on all the Hugo stuff, okay? That's right. He was nominated and lost. He doesn't know any of the, the winners. Last two so. years. Yeah. Oh well, uh, was he nominated for this? Because yeah, yes, he was. This was one heck of a great book. Yes, if it I'd was. realized, I would have voted for it. I did uh, vote for I'm it. I'm not actually eligible for, to vote, am I? For, uh, all you have to do is buy a supporting membership. Buy a supporting membership. Yeah. No, I refuse to do that. Uh, so th- those are those are kind of my things out there. This I had one more to throw year. out. Go there. throw it out there. Uh, last year, a April Fool's prank by the Think Geek website. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. Got everyone thinking they of something they had to have. Let me let me say something Wait, are here. Are we before, on to items now? I thought we were just doing I, But we'll do this item because it doesn't fit anywhere else really anyway. Yeah, okay. But I would say when I posted on Facebook that tonight would be the, the gift guide, I got at least three emails from people that are just kind of casual friends that mentioned this specific item. Yep. When I put the call out to you guys, once I convinced Goodson not to go with the obscene response um, – <laughs> He recommended this as well. Yeah. So ThinkGeek has always come up with April Fool's gifts that have been kind of like – I'm some still bitter like about the lack of squeezable bacon being squeezable real. Squeezable bacon yes. was one. It, uh, big, I'm still very angry about that. Great pictures and sometimes even promotional videos for these fake products. And so they had this sleeping bag. Yes. A Star Wars-themed sleeping bag. A Tauntaun sleeping bag yep. that when you unzip it – you can see on the inside a print of, of the, the intestines. intestines of the it's tauntaun. It's the only thing about the bag I'm a little uncomfortable with. But I love that even the zipper pull is a lightsaber. lightsaber. And then uh, there's a head head pillow of the tauntaun head. There's a big tauntaun leg and tail on the back. Let's face it. If you want to make your fanboy happy, no matter how old that fanboy is. And they ma- this is made, it says on the page, well, it was an April Fool's joke. Yes. That there was such positive reaction to it that they decided. See, the children want the, the, kid, the Tauntaun the sleeping bag. going. Rick nuts. starts talking about it, and they go crazy. But there was so much positive feedback, they have been investigating and fabricating and finally brought it to reality just this last And month. Lucasfilm agreed. I mean, they had yeah. to get it licensed. Yeah. Now, I believe that you sent me about three weeks ago a link to their video for it. So I've run that on Fanboy Planet. Is You can go to Fanboy, you Planet, go to Fanboy Planet and you can see, see the, the video. video for it, which is it's the greatest commercial cute. ever. It's absolutely cute. Two little kids playing Empire Strikes Back. They're doing it's the scene awesome. with Luke, Luke in the snow talking to ghostly Ben and then falling into the snow and being saved by Han. With his Tauntaun with the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Because the Tauntaun's there kind of wobbling and then falls on its side. <laughs> oh. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Sounded kind of like that. Get that kid a Tauntaun sleeping bag. Everything will be fine. if you don't fine. get your kids one, they sound like That's that. That's what they sound yeah. like. Let's go to movies. I wanted to add one Well, to okay, that. go ahead. Please. I thought we were... No, keep going. You said graphic novels and then we added yeah, items. Yeah, we're sort of the things that don't fit. Go ahead. Did we talk about... We talked about off-air, but I don't know if we talked about it on-air, the Captain America hoodie. I don't think we did. No, we talked about that after the show was over. Yeah. Okay, so that's a that's mentioned. a good fanboy item that I believe you can find online. It's a hoodie, sweatshirt. I guess sweatshirt. Yeah, for those who don't speak youth, hooded sweatshirt, yeah. And uh, basically, it's in Captain America design and colors. It's a long sleeve, so... You can, I think, you know, it goes with the red, white, and blue kind of sleeve thing. Mm-hmm. But the greatest thing about it is you can pull the hood over your head All and, the it way has, down in front. and it has eye holes for you to wear as a mask. So you wear the Captain America hoodie, you can be Captain America. 
I see a lot of American justice on the streets. Mm-hmm. There's actually been a couple of like this. I mean, that one's really good looking, and it and it's. Well, like I've seen the Green better. Lantern one, but it doesn't make sense. I, the Mark Echo uh, website has a Star Wars line. They're the ones that did the original Boba Fett yeah. uh, hoodie, mm-hmm. and they've redone that one and the Stormtrooper, and so that the hoods actually pull all the way over. And the stormtrooper actually has a like a visor with a one-way mirrored plastic front on it. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, WWE did one for Rey Mysterio. You yep. could pull a hood over, and you'd have wow. a Rey Mysterio mask. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a new trend in costuming yeah. hoodie wear. And are they reasonably priced? Because that's the other thing I'd say is like right now. I don't know if you know. Do you remember? Uh, you you told me at Bloomingdale's. That uh, there was the uh, you know the Batman Bloomies? the Bloomies in San Francisco had Batman movie costumes on display, and the reason was I think Debbie told you that Debbie did yeah yeah but I thought you were with me yeah uh, but uh, but one of the things uh, the reasons why was because uh, Bloomingdale has signed an, a a deal with with Warner Brothers so they got really high end geek stuff like wow. there's a Superman tie that's a hundred and fifty dollars. Um, you know, T-shirts that are sixty-five, seventy bucks. Uh, well, because it's made from real Kryptonian, yeah, absolutely you know, fabric. Uh, from, that's uh, why you know it, it's an indestructible tie from his blanket and socks. I mean, they've got a full line of of DC apparel at Bloomingdale's now. Wow! And uh, did not see that really more expensive. Well, I don't think it was there when. Uh, Debbie went shopping. Yeah. But isn't everything more expensive at Bloomingdale's? Yeah, but this is ridiculous. So oh, okay. I would say, you know, I'll go simply. Target has a line of T-shirts with DC characters and any and Marvel characters. Target too. has great shirts. And They've got some great shirts that are a reasonable price. Too. So, you know, um, don't forget Target this Christmas. Yeah. Let me actually bring up one that I want more than anything. And that you might have heard that... Integrity? The Venture Brothers. No, I don't really need that. Um, the Venture Brothers... Uh, for season three, and I don't know if they've started yet for season four, uh, every week for every episode, they offer an exclusive T-shirt. I've heard this before. For only that one week. Yes. And the one that I want that is trading so well is the number 23 Memorial T-shirt, uh, which has the face of the henchman number 23, 23 yeah. 1972 to 2008. Um, this was produced for one week. Yes. And is trading like hotcakes on eBay. Okay. Um, how much but, is it going for, Chris? I saw one for fifty-five recently. Okay, so you're going to need to get a job for the holiday season. I have a job for the holiday and season. You one still that pays. can't afford it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, why do you think I grew the beard? Um, for Santa Claus. You oh, see. oh, okay. Never mind. Um, but, but it yeah, was for so chin worn. Uh, that uh, the the because they turned the heat off in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, the Venture Brothers T-shirts of food storage. That, you can become a uh, subscriber to that, and you get a, another T-shirt every week. I've heard so. I've heard other people speak highly of the shirts as well. Yes, wow. there are some great ones. Uh, there's the uh, the uh, the Guild of Calamitous Intent That's shirt the one that I, I want. desperately yes. want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I need to. I still need to get a season three DVD. I'm I'm waiting to pull that with up. The Atari so. packaging with That's the Atari packaging. Well, let's packaging. go to movies, shall we? Uh, there will be no gift recommendation for movies, I think. But uh, we just want to say, you know, mention that they finished uh, apparently finished the casting of Thor. They're rolling. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis tweeted just hours ago, uh, before I left my computer, saying he had spent the day on the set and and said, get in line for Thor now. He's bragging to us. Um, and it's interesting because he keeps referring to an office as Marvel West. So I think when people talk about DC potentially moving over to the West Coast, 
they're Marvel's setting up too, so it's kind of kind of interesting. I don't know if they're running any publishing out of out of L.A., but uh, I think so, it's probably just so slang I'm sure term or something. Bendis, Bendis Twitter only under 40, 40 characters, right? So he must have just said, "I'm at the foot of Odin's." It was uh, several tweets. It's several tweets. In fact, he got in trouble. Sure. He got he got in trouble uh, with Marvel because he's been. Twittering so incessantly. Well, he's such yeah. a twit. Yeah, um, uh. and in fact, they had a DC conference, and DC insisted, just insisted on Twitter silence, <laughs> so that no, no wow. plots would be would be revealed. Because I think Jeff Johns twittered something, and then it was like November seventh, and then he was silent for a week and a half. I, I don't subscribe to, to Jeff Johns, and the only reason I get the Bendis one is because Facebook. He's got it linked, so he's just. Sending stuff, bragging about Thor. We know uh, Ray Stevenson is going to play Volstag. Ray Stevens, isn't it? Ray, I thought it was Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Ray Stevens is the guy who sang Guitar Zan and Ahab the Arab, and was the wrestler. Yes. Okay, sorry. So uh, Ray Stevenson, who was the Punisher in the last Punisher film, is going to play Volstag. He's got a lot of weight to gain. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a uh, fat suit. Yeah, it's going to be a nutty professor fat suit. He's going to be in. So. And uh, the guy who played Mongol, I can't think of his name, is going to like, be like uh, Tumanabu Angelo uh, Hogan, Hogan the Grim. So that's upsetting lawn. Um, and uh, who's the third one in the middle there? Stuart Julian Townsend. Julian Lennon. Oh, Stuart oh Townsend. you're right. Yeah. I like Stuart Townsend. Which apparently it was revealed in you know, Zachary Levi Chuck was going to be cast as Fandral, but. Chuck got renewed. You don't have the chops. So because because NBC ordered more episodes of Chuck, he couldn't fit it into his schedule. You see him in a, in like a long-haired wig. Yeah, I know. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> and sneakers. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. Apparently, this is the season on Chuck where we'll see him really show some... Uh, Kung Fu. Well, Kung some Fu, range. more personality. You know, yeah. uh, more personality. I have actually. one question about Thor. Yes. And all this this muckamuck about the casting, nobody said what happened to Brian Blessed. Is that his name? Yeah, and Anthony so, Hopkins. That's the thing. Is apparently you know uh, Brian Blessed thought he was Odin, and of course now we Brian no Blessed words. now he thinks he's a fire truck. So uh, <laughs> Bendis thought he was at the throne of uh, Odin. <laughs> Odin throne. Uh, so I I don't know. We that's the thing. Blessed is like. I would think, although Brian Blessed's got to be up there, I was thinking, like, if there was an actor who was Volstag, yeah. you know, I could thought, well, okay, no but doubt. he'd be too old for it. So, man, that must be it. So um, I'd like to turn this moment over to a to a segment that we haven't had in a while, and that's called Sight Unseen, oh, is it? in which Lon Lopez reviews a movie that he has not seen nor is likely to actually see. Actually, we're in luck because this week me and Chris both have haven't not seen? seen this oh, movie. Oh, this is fantastic. Really? So it's a the double difference is The difference is that, Chris, if only to cause me an early aneurysm, um, Chris is a it. fan of this of, of That's this why franchise. it's going to be sight unseen, okay. point, counterpoint. Oh, my gosh. Okay, oh, so I'm ready. So you know what it is. The Twilight oh, Saga, yes. New Moon, Moon. which you know, even as we're speaking right now, Fanboy Planet reviewer Matt Samick is in a screening room in San Francisco sitting through this. Jealous. Don't be I jealous. I totally am. Don't be jealous. First of all, I can't count on you. Would you uh, like to do the point or be the counterpoint? I'm going to be the – well, first of all, let's talk about what we saw. Uh, right. First of all, New Moon is a story of these vampire kids who uh, fight werewolves. And uh, they're all really kind of attractive. And one of them's a wolf boy who used to be a shark boy. And from what I gather from the previews, he works out a lot. 
Um, and so apparently, does he have a lot of hair? And he's dating a country singer. And he, yes, he is very Who swift, lives. if you know what I mean. But hey, um, but I have to say that after not viewing New Moon, that I found it to be. <laughs> You know, kind of, kind of, you know, par for the course. Uh, you know, it, was, it had its vampires, it had its werewolves who jump around and look like wolves. And how was the soundtrack? Uh, you know, it was. It had kind of that. Uh, what's that? It had that music in it, and uh, that was good. But uh, yeah, overall, so it could be an album. Overall, I think it was okay. Chris, how was you? how was Kristen Stewart in this? Christian Stewart, uh, the guy from Next Generation, was that? Uh, I was thinking no, that's, that's Patrick. Patrick Stewart. Stewart. No, no, okay, no, no, he no, was not in this French movie. Stewart. No, 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 the girl from Pushing Daisies. French Stewart. Christian Chenoweth? <laughs> yeah. That's oh, it. No, no Christian well, Stewart. Well, let me, let me go and yeah, correct go ahead, you on a Chris. couple of points. Please. Um, first off, uh, the Twilight Saga, uh, New Moon, uh, or as us... NM, as we refer to it, on the line. As you it mean were. you, you, you twihards? Yeah, twihards. Um, is the epic story of a struggle? Are you team Edward? Oh, no, I am totally team Bella, the third team, like the West in the Civil War. But uh, so we got an epic struggle between vampires and that. werewolves that has never been seen before. No one has ever thought they, that werewolves, those are fine. Vampires, those are great. Never before. Chris, never before. Never. Really? Not even in the underworld? Uh, no, no. Those never were lichens. Yeah. Way thanks. different. Oh, okay. Um, Way but, different. Uh, uh, the important thing here, actually, that he did mention, and I, I give you big props for this, is they are all very, very attractive. Yes. Um, many a boy will become a man to various images on this program that will Many be a man will squeal like a girl to various images. of. Very much so. Um and there will be much squee when various characters come on screen squee. from 13-year-old girls. Will there be any queeping? I hope not. Okay. I just but I do know this for a fact. I was gweeping. Gweeping, whatever. Yeah, queeping. I made up a new one, queeping. Um, but definitely the definite worse. I know. is that I will have it on my desktop in about two hours. And it took me forever to find it, and it is now currently coming across in bits. To my home. Do we really want to announce that? Uh, we don't want to announce that, Chris. Theoretically. So, hypothetically. <laughs> I got to say, this is interesting. Um, I just want to say, due to the opening of New Moon, uh, this weekend at Notre Dame High School, uh, the place where I work, we were going to have a dance. No. We have had a third of the usual ticket sales, and today I was in a meeting, and they were like, why isn't anybody going to come to the dance? And I just like it, all the tumblers went and I went, because New Moon opens Friday night. <laughs> and I am so there. I have tickets for three showings. I'm going to say I'd rather you be there than at the school dance. So um, that's good. Yeah, but Fair overall, overall, I'd have to say that uh, New Moon is definitely a movie. Definitely a movie. Um, I have not And seen. I will say it's definitely a film. Now, a movie we have seen, Lon and I shared a moment last night. Couple. He reached across the aisle and he handed me a tissue. I was just making sure you were prepared. I uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, and I wish I was kidding. Uh, the Blind Side. Not really, oh. not really fanboy stuff normally, oh. but uh, I would say from this that uh, I had two things. I thought from the trailer that I knew what the everything that was going to happen in the movie. You and thought you knew. I thought I knew, and then I thought I was going to cry like a baby throughout the whole thing. I managed to stay fairly dry-eyed until Lon reached out in a sensitive moment, and then that broke me. Um, we were both weepy, McWeeperson. Uh, I, I wasn't really, but... Really? Because I looked over, you handed me the tissue because you were crying. No, like a small I handed child. you the tissue because 
wanted to show my compassion towards my fellow man. Because that's what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. You cry at the drop of the hat, Lon. Compassion. No, I cry at the end of Armageddon and the Gridiron Gang. Uh-huh. One word, Rudy. I haven't seen Rudy. <sighs> Sorry. No. Anyway, uh, that, the, the Giuliani story, you haven't seen that? Uh, that was actually sad. When he found out he had cancer, Yeah, that was a bummer. I'm lost. Well, because you've not been paying attention. You've been playing like you were lawn for the last five minutes. See what happens when you wander away? You can't play like you're lawn. No, you can't. Anyway, uh, so Blindside, based on a true story, and apparently fairly closely hewing to it, uh, I was really impressed with how uh, unmanipulative it actually was. Uh, and even though I, you know, I, I think the trailer does give away a lot of the, the key dramatic turn moments, I just really admired the restraint of it. For a movie that is clearly Sandra Bullock's Oscar bid, she does not have that so-called Oscar-winning moment, and I think it's a better movie as a result of it. She turns in a very subtle performance. It's a subtle, controlled performance, and uh, a, therefore a consistent character, and very human, very real. And uh, I walked out of there feeling, yeah, this is kind of... I, I joked about 2012 being the feel-good movie of the of the holiday season. But uh, this really is it. This is the movie I think you should, the family should go to. And this is a movie about, admittedly, insanely rich real people doing the right thing for no other reason than it's the right thing. And that gets called into question as Christian a plot point. the Christian thing, too. Though, it's yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I liked actually, if I may uh, paraphrase Lon, he, he walked out and said, you know, if I actually, you know, I almost want to become a Christian. No, After I watching did I film. say that? You did. I think you said paraphrase that. I, I said I was paraphrasing you. Okay. I think I jokingly said that. But um, uh, it's so hard to tell with you. Yeah. Can I can I actually ask a question? Did anyone here see Pirate Radio other than me? Not yet. I want to see it. Possibly the best movie of the year so far. I'm uh, I, I, I've coming this, from the guy who I, has three tickets to. New I've got Moon. this. Yeah, I've got this movie <laughs> called The Boat That Rocked uh, that I'm going to be watching later this week. The story of a. Of John John Peel, uh, no, no, no. It's 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 Pirate Radio. Uh, but Pirate Should Radio, we talk about this right now? On the Pirate year? Radio is released in America as Pirate Radio, and it's called The Boat That Rocked in England. It's been available on DVD for apparently I six did months. Not know that. Oh. Yes, so it's the exact same film, just a different title. It's kind of like that it's when really Liam Neeson put out that movie. So, uh, so yes, I do have the. Uh, you have the DVD. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be watching that. I personally think that Reese Efons is one of the most underrated actors going today. Oh, I know. I mean, who isn't a fan of Reese Efons? I mean, uh, that guy's got talent. I actually know who Chris is talking about. He is talented. I And I don't? <laughs> yes. Didn't you like him in that in his last movie he did? You know, what was it called again? Uh, <laughs> Hannibal? Anyway, uh, uh, I saw... You know what I mean. I, saw, I also saw uh, Planet 51, a little animated oh. film. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Starring just Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's just Dwayne Johnson. He dropped The Rock. He's, you know, no. Always be The Rock. I know. And that's clearly what they're counting on. Uh, cute little film, and that's about all I can say for Directed by three video game directors. Did he cook at any time during the movie? I'm trying to think. No. no. I mean, I get where you're going, but no. Does he put no. the crickets no. on himself sometimes? Or? No. <laughs> uh, what <did> he... <laughs> I was doing a lawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> See? Lawn's right. You can't just do the lawn. No. Sorry. Um, okay. And why would you want to? Trademark. What is wrong with you? Bored. Anyway, um, I thought it was you know it was an okay movie. It's just one of those I sat there going, okay, no kid is going to question this, but I'm like, why are these aliens? Why are they reliving our 50s? 
Perfectly. They speak English. They have all the same rock and roll. Because it was the greatest generation. Yeah. So was it because they get the TV reports coming? No, they don't explain that at all. In fact, no. they rather the answer is the opposite. They don't believe there's any other life in the universe. They're that the galaxy is only 500 miles wide and that they're the only planet. So they're Republicans. That's what you're saying. Uh, pretty yeah, exactly. much. Pretty much. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, like I said, I'm sure the kids would like it. It was br- bright, snappy, funny enough. Uh, there's a cute dog that's really basically like uh, the larva from Alien. Let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. Which one would you think, okay, a lot of, a lot of families listen to this podcast. Oh, I'm sure they do. Would, what's a better movie to take your kid to, Planet 51 or The Blind Side? Depends on the age of the kid. Uh, 10 years old. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is going to be Planet Fifty One. I think it's twelve the, years old. Uh, probably the Blind Side. Mm, Fourteen and a half. The Blind Side. Sandra Bullock's got uh, seventeen. Six, a tight butt. <laughs> he wants to see where you get back to fifty-one. <laughs> yeah. Sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I yeah, Planet Fifty One is the drop the kids off. The Blind Side at is the pool. The, at the pool. Okay. And the Blind Side is the you know go to the after Thanksgiving you've had the turkey go to the movies. That's a good Thanksgiving movie. That's a really good Thanksgiving. Take the movie. whole family of that. You'll all, you'll be all thankful and loving. And yeah. It's, maybe uh, Grandpa won't touch you when you sit on his lap. You've never been you know? to Thanksgiving at my family's house. <laughs> Why? They, there's no thankful. Well, there was if a, you take there, was the another, blind side. there was another thing Lon said, and I thought and I was I, I felt very bad for Lon afterwards. He said, you know, if movies are an escape. And a fantasy. And he goes, and I enjoyed this fantasy of a family that actually gets along with each other and <laughs> loves like each, each other, other. <laughs> and shows it and does the right thing always, even when yeah. they know it's the tough thing to do. If you and, want yeah. to enjoy that fantasy <laughs> on your Thanksgiving, <laughs> then go see the movie. You know, we used to have this family tradition uh, uh, after Thanksgiving before I had kids of, of going to the movies. And we'd alternate each year. Uh, one year would be like a Disney film we'd go, and then another year we'd see something a little more grown up. So one year after Thanksgiving, we saw uh, Sleepers, the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Harvey Keitel about the kids that were like molested as children by the priest. Oh, great and, holiday fair. Oh, yeah. Holiday fair. Well, what actually, <laughs> what killed the family tradition was we went to uh, <coughs> Peter Berg's first film, Very Bad Things. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. Wow, you know how to pick them. <laughs> oh, my brother and I were the only ones laughing, and then we went, sorry, <laughs> the lights came up. And the family never went to a movie together again. Now <laughs> it's just lawn darts. <laughs> and they Jarts. just keep me, I can't keep playing catcher. Um, sorry. Uh, on Broadway uh, this week. Not not in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark News. Actually, off-Broadway, Chicago. In fact, the Addams Family musical has opened with yeah. B.B. Newworth and Nathan Lane as Morticia and, Morticia and Gomez. And they look good. They do. They do. Uh, so that's gonna that's shooting for it. She's a little short for Morticia, but yeah, but okay. But you know what? She's I mean, not really it's tall. Theater. It's theater. She's an incredible dancer and singer. Yeah. And so, you know, it's... It, I'll and sometimes kind it. of an uppity bitch, too. She was in a movie... Or at least uh, Lilith Another is. stage production just before this. I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, besides Chicago? No, and after Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. Not the one she's, like, most famous for? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frasier the Musical? No. No? No. That'd be great, oh, though. Oh, I hear the music calling and, and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, <laughs> Seattle! References. Anyway, yes. And <laughs> uh, you were going to say? Um, 
she didn't she as a young dancer work work actually with Bob Fosse? I believe I, I believe she I've was read a that. Big time Broadway horror, I remember. Oh, yeah. you, you, don't, uh, you don't know. No, I remember like when they talked about this, her. Uh, the most surprising thing about uh, Broadway season is they're going to revive Carrie the musical. Which didn't that close like after five? Yes, it's one of the biggest flops in Broadway history. Yeah, so they're actually going to try to mount this again. Still better than Maximum Overdrive, the musical. That oh. was actually good. ACDC actually played oh, yeah. live yeah. with the bands or with the performers. I can see them doing that now. Mm-hmm. A, a guaranteed oh, Broadway gig. <laughs> can you imagine an ACDC Vegas show? That'd be kick ass. <sighs> Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du AC. Highway to Hell. <laughs> That'd be great. Hmm. How long was Lestat on Broadway? Um, three minutes. Three minutes. I don't think it ever. No, it did open. It did open. open. I saw it in San Francisco before it went out to. Yes, it did open in uh, on Broadway. Did not last very long. Nor did Dracula the musical. Yeah, you know why? You know, if they did a New Moon musical, I would so be there. Oh my god! I mean, you know what? Kill me now because I realize having uttered it and put that out into the airwaves, there's going to be a Twilight musical. Oh, yeah, they're already working on it. No! Zach Efron. Adina Menzel. No, she's too old. I'm sorry, as much as I like Adina Menzel, she is too old. We can do it. Can we not have this conversation? Because I'm, I really. Can we talk about something masculine? I just got a shiver. TV. Um, let's go to TV. Um, we just watched The Big Bang Theory. We just watched The Big Bang. We watched we next just watched week's the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. You missed it, Chris. CBS sent us The, I, sent us the Big well, Bang Theory for episodes. next week with huh? special guest star Katie Sackhoff. And she's got a fitting last name for her Starbuck. Part. Who played Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica and indeed fulfills the role that she... She was in Bubbles. She was in Bubbles. I... Yeah. Does someone want to take this? And yeah, and what, his name's Martin? No, Marvin? What's... what's Howard? It? Howard. Howard was about to do something that rhymes with her last name, right? He was in the bathtub? He was yeah. Down. Yes. Okay. Moving okay. right along. Thank and, you. Uh, wow. It was a fantasy scene, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was surprisingly lengthy. It was mm-hmm. a surprisingly lengthy fantasy. That was store manager Steve Simonetti. Come on down to Elusive Steve. Comics and Games 275 Elk Mineral Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California, and see Steve for yourself. They're I, not hiring. I have to say that. <laughs> the Wiley and Elusive Steve, actually. That was one of the funniest episodes of Big Bang Theory I've seen well, let's in say quite it, a while. Well, I mean, let's just be fair. It will be because it's not broadcast until next Monday. So, um, oh, oh, Mr. Fancy Pants. I'm just saying that people don't feel like you've missed something because you're listening. If you download this podcast on Sunday night when it goes live, it's tomorrow night's episode. So I, that's why so we wanted to watch in. it. Tune in. Tune in. It was very funny. Great. Uh, yeah. Check the date on the episode because I might get it up a little earlier. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So I uh, will say this I made a criticism, not criticism, a critique. Of the this season of Big Bang Theory, and I feel like the producers have heard and listened, and they're they're kind of. I'm sure that Chuck Lorre is listening. Well, to Well, you know, we did party with him. We at did Comic-Con. party with Chuck Lorre at Comic Con. Um, but remember, I had a critique about the Sheldon. Good, ca- I love you. Yeah, go ahead. There's the Sheldon character not really growing and developing because he was just kind of being that annoying pest, uh-huh. and it was just kind of getting old and stale. I feel like this season they've actually expanded his character now and tried to take him out of that. He's still annoying Sheldon, but they're giving him more things. He's getting out of his comfort zone more, and they're expanding his his uh, mm-hmm. his uh, horizons. And you know they did that with the Will Wheaton episode. Remember how we kind of yeah. comment about 
Oh, well, that's good. Give him an adversary. Give him somebody to play I would so with. love if, if Will Wheaton returns as the arch nemesis. Right, but oh, yeah, now they've got, what's this guy's name? What's, what's his name? Kripke. 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 You know, they're bringing him back a little more to be a playful He'll be rivalry. in this episode, yeah. Yep. So, and that's then, not playful. That was downright. <laughs> right, but then, like, last week, they gave him, I finally did see last week's one where Penny dislocates her shoulder, shoulder or something. Yeah. You know, so they give him something different to where he can be, you know, out of his comfort zone with Penny. He, You know, they didn't send him camping where he could do all the nerdy calculation things. Well, I think the big thing is this year they've realized that the, that the really interesting combination of characters are Sheldon and Penny. Because they are the two characters who least want to spend time with each right, other. Right, right. I'm just saying that makes it And it makes show. it And it makes yeah. it a very funny show. Mm-hmm. And Sheldon, it's just what a brilliant physical actor as he well. He is. And we, there's a scene in this episode where he's sitting on the bed listening to the other guys and they're plotting and he has just a childlike wonder in his eyes and the way he's approaching stuff that's just, it's all physical. It's not really what mm-hmm. he's saying. It's the way he's reacting or looking off a little bit as he listens. And just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I, it's, it's getting He better. sells every moment. He's yep. uh, Jim Parsons, amazing actor. If you want to come on, any cast member listening, come on up to the Elusive and sit in on a if podcast. If you're in the Bay Area. <laughs> what? Peck PAs. Peck PAs, absolutely, absolutely. Boom operators, any of them. Um, so, uh, but no, Canal's our Facebook friend. And so perhaps Canal, now that we've talked about this, maybe you want to come in. I'll be able to write a little If you're ever up review. in the Bay Area, come take on. it a macho burrito. Can I, can I very quickly make a plug for a show, though? Because it needs to be watched more. Maybe. B. Uh, have you you don't listen to the podcast? I've we've missed been, the last two weeks. We, well, yeah, well, we've, we've talked two about weeks we've talking about V. Fantastic! Uh, I don't know about fantastic. Uh, I'm not gonna go back. You should go back and listen to the other. I episode. didn't watch. I haven't watched last night's episode I yet, so either. I can't speak. So I have, and I'll just say this much. Okay, say it. Uh, blonde recruitment chick. Yes. In her Supergirl. undies. Yeah. Supergirl? That's Supergirl? Yes, yes yeah. Supergirl on Smallville. Oh, in her undies. Oh, yeah. It's impressive. She's yeah. a lizard. Borderline spectacular. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Long She's she, Kara. Long as she keeps the skin on. She's Kara Zorel. You can leave You know, your that's, skin that's on. a horrible but, but crucial question. If you knew she was a lizard underneath, yes. would you still? <laughs> She's still the same caring person on the inside. <laughs> the very, very deep inside. I got rabbits around the property that I got to get rid of. So <laughs> that's the perfect girlfriend. <laughs> and she, she gorgeous, and she keeps the vermin under control. <laughs> wow. You want to go out for dinner? No, no I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Honey, where's the cat? Um, so No, that's Elf, which is also being remade. Oh, oh. no. Anyway, um, The Prisoner, did you watch? Anybody? I know. I think Rick and I are the only two here at the table perhaps interested. No, we're both so t- And we're both so terrified by people talking about how bad it is that we don't want to watch the episodes we got banked up. More importantly is Annie on On Demand. Put on the original prisoners again. Yes. So yeah. I got to watch them all in order. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, in the right order or in the original? I watched them in the original order and then looked at my DVD copies of the alternate of the right. Times of Big Ben. And or did they go the, the KTA, which actually is officially the Channel 54 is like a the lore. That's the, there's yes. the Channel 54. The, they order. did their work. Yeah. They they came up with the proper order for the episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really makes a big difference. It does. 
So interesting. So uh, none of us have sat through the remake yet. Perhaps next week we will. I, I can't. I've got to watch it because I can't imagine that something with Ian McKellen is com- is unwatchable. Yeah. X-Men Pro- United? Son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Who did sh- they get for number two? Jesus. Who was it? Um, Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Thanks. It's not number two. Number six. Number six. Number two eventually. Okay, fine. No, he's number one eventually. Both actually. <laughs> um, so this week I was gone for a couple of days and my yes. my uh, DVR filled up. Uh huh. So what did I finally decide to to delete? Flash to make Gordon. Space? Flash Gordon. No, you're close. Flash forward. No. Uh, Flash Gordon. and stopped recording it. I don't know. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Oh, they finally lost me. Well, you know, first of all, Sanctuary is also available on Hulu. So if you really feel guilty the le- in the next week, you can catch up. <laughs> if I feel like I've cheated on Sanctuary. Yeah. Okay. But you know, but it's interesting because I I watched the two part opener uh, wow. of Sanctuary, and then when I, I it was we I rarely had this feeling of like, no, no, I'm I'm done, and I have not gone back after I so recently discovered it. It's like it had a good yeah. five episodes, and then that out of out of 15 uh and and then i didn't i i i'm not caring that i haven't watched it yep i feel weird like when i, I when i missed glee when i missed flash forward when i've um missed v i'm, you I'm just like feel weird normally yeah. i do <laughs> shut up i yeah. want to feel normal i want to feel like a real person you know i've got a movie for you called new moon it might help you shut up <laughs> oh please that's the way they start. They, come and they, get, they get you when you're weak. When you're your weakest. Do you have to wear like a snuggie when you go? Like, yeah. No, a slanket, actually. A slanket? Okay. I think I need to wear an adult diaper. Okay, so. Um, Where are we at? we got to finish this up. Yeah, I know. Uh, Prisoner, uh, Waters of Mars. Hey, Chris, did you watch it? No. Mark Wade and Marv Wolfman did. Saw that on Facebook. Yeah. But, um, and, but Rick Richman did from what series? Doctor Who. There you go. So the, not penultimate, the pen penultimate. The, the Pendulette. The second to last, the second to se- the third to last episode featuring David Tennant, right, uh, was broadcast on Sunday in, on the BBC in England. We're not going to get it till December nineteenth mm-hmm. in the U.S. And then we get and, Forehead Boy. Yeah, yeah, and UK sentiment is wildly unpopular. Really, really, yeah. Why? Uh, everything the... I've read has said it was absolutely. Oh, Waters of Mars. Yeah. Oh, okay. It basically, uh, just crapped all over. Everything they had done building up the... I would disagree. Really? I, I think the only thing the thing I was disappointed in was that I thought the actual, the menace, the alien creature, or whatever it, it was, ultimately not super well explained, but didn't have to be. The effect ended up looking kind of lame, though I understood what they were going for. Um, I instead actually bought into ign- ignoring that... And, or just buying into that it's a menace, he's got to do what he's got to do, is that it's setting up a tragic arc and making him, making the Doctor into a tragic hero, and he's now got a very clear flaw. Thus, in classical storytelling, okay. he has That's, to die. You're dancing on the spoiler line. I just want to say. No, no, no. I mean, it's not. How can okay. it be dan- We know he's been replaced by someone else. As sure, an actor, so you sure. know he's coming to an end. Okay, fine. You could just go to a farm. You need to like call your dogs. Yes. Uh, they're you sending to... David Tennant. They're sending that doctor <laughs> to a farm state. Not that I think that Chris is not the ultimate Anglophile, but you need to call Mr. Uh, your friend Jamie. and. Uh, uh, I have asked Jamie. Uh, I have asked Jamie. He's going to be writing something up a little later this week. Good deal. So. Hashtag Doctor Who. 
Yeah, so uh, so uh, Jamie Jamie's gonna write it's a verbal verbal hashtag. It just works <laughs> yeah. so well. But Jamie, but Jamie's, but Jamie's first reaction to it was when I just emailed and said, "How you know how was it?" He said it, it was smashing. So uh, okay, so not all the Brits, not all the Brits. At least one. How did the Queen feel? I guess the hardcore British science fiction, uh, which fans who yeah. I. And yet, on the other hand, I, we should also mention Michael Moorcock has signed a deal to write a Doctor Who novel. Doctor Who novel, yes. And he's so, uh, I'll buy that. He's not British anymore. He's he, in Texas. Michael Moorcock's in Texas? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's lived there for like 15 years. Well, what? Everything's bigger yeah. in Texas. I guess so. Um, so <laughs> we want to talk about Smallville. Zan and Jaina were on last weekend. Yes. <gasps> you didn't watch it yet, did you? I no haven't way. watched it yet. Okay, so not only. And Gleek. And Gleek. Oh! Gleek is on the show. Really? Did he, or was he sold out before I could watch it? Yes. <laughs> In a way. And Gleek, Gleek not, not, not a realistic looking monkey or anything, looks exactly. No! <laughs> no! Everyone at home right now who's listening who saw the show realizes how badly I'm teasing you with the truth. <laughs> Rick likes to tease Do you want me to tell you? you? It's been a week now, so we can we talk about it. You just want to? briefly go ahead. Okay, he's 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 an applique on um, on a cell phone. Oh, okay, okay, I'm fine with that. And And the cell phone ring is his laugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, I should say also, it was a TV Guide got a, got an interview with the guy playing Hawkman and showed the first picture of Hawkman from the Hawkman episode. <laughs> that Hawkman. Gordon? No, Gordon's alive. No, we can't talk. Poor Brian Blessed couldn't even make it to Thor. Come on, leave him alone. Um, anyway, but he knew Ming's law: the hunter becomes the hunted, and uh, so. Anyway, uh, the Hawkman from Justice Society, which is now uh, small, the CW is going to put on as a two-hour film called Absolute Justice uh, for sm- a Smallville special event. And uh, so Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Stargirl. And the Hawkman, did you look at the photo? Cause I, no, I hadn't yet. I okay. did. And what do you think? Looks looks good. Yeah. Looks good. I I thought it was However, good. However, though, it's probably going to come in the last five minutes of the show. That or... may be, but I was just impressed because of the of the costume scheme as I've seen it. Now I didn't see this. Is Anna it like bare naked chest with straps on it? No, they uh, gave armored, him yeah. they gave him an armored breastplate. Okay, good. But but they still have the straps and the hawk symbol. And he's got the full-on hawk mask yeah. and the and wings. The wings. Okay. And a mace. And uh, he's carrying a mace. He's got the green pants but he with the stripes and the boots. surprisingly unfit. You know what I mean? Like he seemed kind of skinny, frail. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but that's one of the th- more bird-like, actually. I that's think for, uh, but I think for any actor you're gonna get that can actually act, um, and which and for that for the way yeah. small Dwayne Johnson nobody can't play everything. He can't play everything. That's true. Thank you. That's true. He can't. <laughs> no matter how much I wish he could. Um, I forgot to mention Savage. Wonder Twin fist bump. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's there. Uh, I may have to just watch that episode. You sure activate. You sure it wasn't a uh, terrorist fist bump? No. It's, okay. I, you know, see this thing. I'm banking up. I haven't even finished watching season eight, even though I have the DVD, because it's like it's the sh- it's the one show wow. that it's like uh, my wife and I watch, and it's uh, and it's definitely kind of the crossover where she's what she likes the show, but she feels a little perplexed by who all the characters are sometimes. So yeah. you know, and I should also mention the greatest casting possible in this Justice Society film. For um, 
Amanda Wallace is going to join the cast of Smallville. Okay. Do you know who's playing Amanda Wallace? Wa- Amanda Waller, rather. Waller. Yeah, Waller. The Wall. The Wall. Amanda Waller. C.H. Pounder? Nope. Oprah. Pam Greer. Yes! Okay. Yeah. No, it can't get tougher than that. No, it's no. the most awesome, awesome casting That's possible. Awesome. Okay. C.C.H. Pounder could have played Amanda Waller. Uh, yeah, but it's... Uh, and she's awesome. But, guy, but she's on that show Brothers now, what's which might from, be the worst uh, television show in history. What's the guy from the house movie? What is it? He, Tyler just, Perry. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry as Amanda Waller. I've never seen any of his movies. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Way uh, to bring us down. Uh, it was also announced this week that the CW is going to revive, is going to take a second shot, uh, because I believe it was, it was, I believe it was UPN who, who uh, tried it before. Second shot at a, at a DC series or a Wildstorm series called, uh, by Warren Ellis called Global Frequency. Excellent comic. Oh, really? And so they've announced you read it, didn't you? I read the first couple of issues. Oh, man. And I have the pilot. Um, through nefarious means, I have the pilot that Michelle Forbes was in oh. that they did shoot, um, and but it was not picked up. And yet, everything I understand about the about the comic book series about the concept is like this is perfect for weekly te- television. Very, Very small so. regular cast. Yeah. And are you Kinda familiar like with it, Mercy Reef? Are you very, are you familiar with it? No, I'm familiar with only in ti- only in name. I never. Uh, read the, the it's a super secret organization that basically the recruits Fre- frequency that's that recruits ordinary people Who for each individual for mission. Extraordinary adventures. Yes, they're all issued a phone. It writes itself. And someday the phone's going to ring, and they have to. So you have a rotating, you know, you have a guest cast each so week. So it's an anthology series. It is. It, it would an basically be an anthology. It does never work. An anthology adventure, yeah. Gun, no, gun this work. is this is just excellent, excellent. It, it's yeah. made for to be. When Lon means it, it'll never work. He means it will never last. And the pacing mm-hmm. of this that thing is, is usually the the story usually has like a deadline or a, some kind of goal yeah. or whatever, and it just ends bang right after that. It just, it just leaves you on the high for the story. So we'll see. I, I don't know when this is scheduled to go into production, but they're going to take a shot. And it, it sounds like a good series to me. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do with it. Um, so, and we go, here we are at the end of uh, this. Any video game or DVD gift recommendations? Uh, just the ones you've been hearing about. You know, there's uh, Borderlands is, uh, is getting uh, very good reviews as is. Uh, oh, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty 4, 5, yeah. 3, 2, 1. Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. 2. Yeah, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. 2, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, Call of Duty. I don't know. That's the big gift probably for your teenage boy this year. Uh, I would say, you know, for not everybody now, but dropping over in price is the Batman Arkham Asylum if you didn't oh. buy it. And by the way, people, I still don't have it. I could, you know, Neither I, do I. Yeah, but I'm so, just hoping to borrow one from a friend who's already passed it. Yeah, I'll say, you know, so uh, <laughs> so Lon and Derek are just looking for a copy of Arkham Asylum. It's like ten bucks cheaper. For Xbox. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking for the PC so I can play it. Uh, and Ultimate Alliance too. I was just saying to Lon last night. I'm not really hearing a lot of buzz about it except people saying, "Well, it was a continuation of Ultimate Alliance," but that was a really good game. So yeah. I would like to see that. The Superman: The Complete Animated Series, the uh, Bruce Tim uh, series, came out. Uh, with uh, let's see this week this exi- exclusive bonus seventh disc, the Despo Dark Side, a villain worthy of Superman. So a whole new documentary oh, wow. there. Um, well, that's and, the one that uh, uh, Evan Evan Dan not Evan Dando uh, Evan Rachel Wood worked on. Uh, uh, yeah, Evan Dorkin. Dorkin. Yes, he created the Supergirl for this one. Uh, he and and his wife. Um, this uh, I got to say is. Bruce Tim kind of slags this series. Doesn't think he did a good job with it. It's only like three seasons. Yeah. But 
I really think that this is one of the one of the few things that, uh, to me, got Superman right. You know, Christopher Reeve will always visually be Superman, but when I hear Superman, I hear Tim Daly. There's no, you know, and it's because of this. And there are just moments in here that capture, to me, what Superman's all about. So this is, uh, I think this would be a great gift for somebody who who doesn't already have this, because mm-hmm. uh, they were individually seasoned, the seasons were individually released. So I'm all for that. Um and uh, I one that came out in the summer, and just again for just fans in general, uh, if you didn't pick it up, if you get a Blu-ray player for Christmas, I gotta say that three hundred, the three hundred experience Blu-ray. You know, we never covered this again. You asked me when you were yeah. borrowing Blu-rays. So is it that much better for just animated stuff or for live action stuff? And I said you're gonna watch three hundred, and you're not gonna ask me that question again. I'm going to say. That the thing is, what I realize is the possibilities with the Blu-ray extra stuff are so much more amazing uh-huh. than what you can achieve with regular DVD. And the 300 disc is exactly that. You can watch simultaneously the green screen, the green screen version in the corner with the real thing. And there are places where you can also pop up panels from the original graphic novel. If you're a big fan, you know of that film or of or Frank Miller's film work in general, or, or film, it, it is it is amazing. And I yeah. love having the pop up, being able to actually see the guys talking alongside it and seeing that commentary and the quality of the the standard yeah. video. That, yeah, that reminds me of the other one that I uh, am. Happy I got to see a five-minute interaction with on the Blu-ray was the hyper, super, mega global director's cut of Watchmen with uh, Tales of the Black Freighter, uh, which is amazing, honestly. Um, I am So the one that's coming out at Christmas. Yes. Before, okay, so there we go. There's one. And what so about the Star Bar- Trek on Blu-ray? Did you hear about just that came out. this week? <laughs> I want it so Did you hear badly. About, Did you hear it's about only, the it's cameo? It's only 20 bucks at Fry's. That's what I'm getting, Linda, for Christmas. Uh, three discs. One's got to have 20 bucks. Yes. Uh, so Did you hear about the famous cameo well, in Victor the movie? Garber? Uh, R2-D2? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so, uh, But I, I've heard that that's a Blu-ray disc that's amazing. And the question is to sort out this week is, okay, Fry's has, but each major retailer has a different like packaging and different stuff to go with. And so this becomes the question of like what, what cool extra thing do you want to get? I just want the movie. I want it so I, badly. I've, yeah. I've bought so many of those. I have the Lord of the Rings ones, the bookends, and the god-awful god Gollum There's thing. so many things. Uh, I've just sworn off that extra stuff, and I just buy the Just the, get the movie. Watch, I, I'd say for little kids, too, again, if you get the Blu-ray, you know, all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, and they're getting, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are getting hot again. Secret of the Ooze? All four, including the CGI one that just came out a couple years ago, Ooh, are yeah. in a box set uh, on Blu-ray. That uh, actually I like the one in feudal Japan. Uh, that's three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turtles in Time, yeah, uh, or something like that. Uh, so, uh, it's, you can get a box out of that, and that's probably reasonable because again, that came out during the summer, um, and I would recommend that because those are entertaining movies, especially for kids. And yeah. again, if you get the Blu-ray, you know, you can't go wrong with that. You as long as you don't with... mind your kid yelling "Kawabunga" for yeah, the next week, or I so don't mind it. Yeah, okay, I don't. Before mind you it. wrap up, though, we have to take advantage of an opportunity. We have We're a, gonna take advantage a, small, of Garcia. a small Falls Count Anywhere update. Okay. Update. Okay. Um, Go one, ahead. we got to send a shout out to Mr. Brock Lesnar. Uh, sadly, Brock uh, has been suffering from mono for more than or a month. Or we thought it was mono. It is mono. It is mono as well as, according to the Minneapolis Star Ledger or whatever the big Minneapolis paper is. I believe is, that's the Star Ledger. Uh, he is suffering from diverticulitis. 
uh, huh. which is particularly nasty growths and pouches on the intestines. Yes, I'm which he had uh, surgery on to either yesterday. No, or yesterday. Was uh, yesterday. Monday. I don't know it was Monday. Was it Monday? Okay. Um, and he is currently recuperating from. This could end his career. For those of you who don't know, Brock Lesnar, former former WWE champion and current UFC heavyweight, UFC champion? heavyweight champion, the biggest draw in mixed martial arts right now. And he was supposed to have a match what next this Saturday? This Saturday, and it had to be canceled because of his sickness. He couldn't train, so UFC could possibly lose their biggest star, the guy who was going to basically take him to the next level. Uh, it they, could uh, be over. the The thought is, at the very least, it's likely a year. Before he comes back. It takes back. a long time wow. to recover from the diverticulitis. You know who could yeah. save the UFC now? Kurt Angle. Who's that? Uh, K- Bobby Lashley. I'm thinking K-I-M-B-O. Kimbo Slice. He can't fight, though. He doesn't have to fight. He just has to show up, get beat, and keep getting beat. Mm, maybe, what I about Taylor Lautner? That the big guy? Who's Taylor Lautner? Is that the guy who's dating Taylor Swift? Yeah, that's the guy from New Moon. Ah, uh, okay. he's too small. I thought, he, I thought you were talking about the guy from Dodgeball, Blazer. No. Blaze. Or Brandon Mullally. Let's get Brandon Mullally in there. Are there any other wrestling news? Hogan? Uh, not much. Hogan yeah, what's going signed on with TNA, with TNA update. and they're not sure where they're going with it. Uh, Kurt Angle's contract, I believe, is up in February. Well, i got to say, I just read the book. I just handed you the book, Hulk Hogan, My Life Outside the Ring, and I don't understand after reading it how he can possibly get back into a ring. Um, it's called uh, Painkillers. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cortisone Shots Weekly. He just did a, an angle, which was shown on YouTube, uh, for his Australia tour, which I think starts today or yesterday, um, That uh, where the mysterious powers of Ric Flair beat him down and bloodied him, and it was terrible because he's working all the Australia dates w- against Ric Flair. Okay. And... Oh, he's actually working. Uh, he's actually working. Wow! Again, I, I, I understand why. He, I understand why he, oh, he is because he's yeah. he's. They haven't settled that lawsuit. The one with where his uh, uh, for his son, son's best friend, yeah. in the car and is going to be on life support. The yeah, brief which he, life I thought that he they has. pulled. Did they didn't they pull the plug? I don't. On that kid? I don't know. No. Not as of not as of the publishing of that of that book. No, he's still alive, month, and so. his his father is in jail for trying to have his mother killed. Yeah, it's and, really ridiculous. Yeah, it's wow. ugly, ugly. So, but I mean. It's it's interesting. So that's an interesting book to say, the Hulk Hogan. And you know what? I should also say for gifts. Hey, people, buy the Looking Glass Wars. This week brought to you yeah. by Looking Glass. Oh yeah. By the end of the week, I'm gonna. Uh, I just got back my interview with Frank Better, so we're gonna have a piece on Frank Better this weekend. It better uh, be good. Actually, there's I another. Hate you. There's another so book actually very, I recommend very much. Uh, for buying for your geek is the and I'm blanking on the title, but it's a Gorgeous George book. Gorgeous George, uh, America's first television celebrity. <laughs> Um, which is a serious piece of nonfiction about how uh, Gorgeous George was really the first massive television personality, personality. Um, and how he interesting yeah uh, he was actually far bigger than Hogan ever was in the U.S. Um, because his show was bite on, your tongue brother was, was on the Dumont in you know every place the Dumont was left he was on every single. Uh, he sold television. He sold television. Now, to be fair, there were show. only 37 televisions That's, in the United States at the time. That is very true. But well, every one of them on Gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Go- gorgeous? Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous George. George. This, if you have any questions, <laughs> comments, compliments, additions to the gift guide, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Not editor 
editor at fanboyplanet.com. Oh, low blow. <laughs> low blow. This has been Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. This has been Lon Lopez, loving friend of fanboyplanet.com. I've been the mighty and powerful six-time Hugo-nominated Christopher J. And Garcia. loser. Did you call me a loser? Not you. Totally. Oh. He said, and loser. And loser. And then he Rick Brett Snyder reminding you all to use your powers only for good. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're not saying anything. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Could have been you. You never know. Drunken Christmas party or something. I have to go to the Christmas party. What Christmas party? And I didn't tell you? No. Our Christmas party here? Our Christmas party is at the uh, Computer History Museum, two blocks down from our building. (laughs) Nice. And Chris Garcia will be Santa Claus. Ooh, can I come as your date? Why am I? The what? Are oh, that's been gone for years. Notre Dame? Yeah. Can I come as your date? No. no. Oh, what? One. That's we interesting. Don't dates for Christmas party. Because you never have one. I'm your plus one. No, we... um. We, what are we, you? Hi, if you like. Um, Here too. <laughs> was that not the best time to belch ever last night? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good belching. Test, test, test. Okay. But... Um, no, we have uh, usually do a, like a half day on the last day before vacation, and then we go test to some place for lunch. Oh, and administration buys beer and wine for everyone. And I want to work at your school. Sometimes we get a bonus. I don't know who we will this year or not. We'll see. Are they hiring? Can I go and work at your school? No, no, oh. we're not hiring. We just what? laid someone off. In fact, damn it! I've heard that somewhere before. Shop boy. <laughs> Poor shop boy. I'm going to miss his silky smooth hair. Nothing. Will he still be around? Is there... Yeah, he just got his hours cut. Okay. Steve says it's because of us. Why would we do? We used him in the podcast. Yeah, when he was supposed to be working helping Steve. Yeah. Well. And again, I say if we'd done that to a young hot chick. Haven't we done that to Steve before? If we've done that to a hot chick. You know, if we had... Used her. We had a female employee here who just sat in on the podcast while she was supposed to be working. I don't see the problem. Ah, uh, yeah. I made my list and I forgot it. Well, we just take some high points. Okay. We're going to go and do this cold? I'll tell you what I'm doing. What do you got? Today is Alan Moore's birthday, so I think we need to just have a moment of speaking in tongues and hoping to God, <laughs> speaking, hoping to God that no demons attack us. Uh, Johnny Depp was named Sexiest Man Alive by people. So Wait, unfortunately, why are we people. talking about that? Because once again, none of us have been named. No, but that's not fanboy news. He's Johnny Depp. He's going to play Tonto. He's Captain Jack Sparrow. No, he's, he's out of that movie. No. He's now... Well, regardless, <clears throat> why are three fanboys talking about how sexy Johnny Depp is?
Because he's on a dip. Oh, brother. All right, fine. Next. Uh, in comics, we're going to talk about uh, the death of a certain member of the Green Lantern Corps. I yes. don't know who it is yet. Don't tell me. Tell me on air so I can be shocked. Okay. okay. Uh, Buffy Season 8 is going to Motion Comics. They've confirmed it this week. Oh, okay. Um, a certain Marvel hero was also killed last week and nobody cares. No, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell me. But if you know the last, if you know the next plot line, which they've been advertising for the last month. Okay, tell me on air so I can be shocked. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> they also announced that they've got the character of the no, year. No, 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 don't tell me, don't tell me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, created, by, created, created by Daniel, Daniel <laughs> Way and drawn by Frank Cho, Hitman Monkey is coming to join Deadpool. Yeah, uh, uh, Jim Lee is doing the cover on Image United, so he's first work outside of Wildstorm for quite some time, going back to um, the Image United. Flash Rebirth number five Come finally on. came out today. Yeah, I picked that up. Uh, Dr. Horrible had a one-shot. Yes, got that today. Okay. Zach Whedon is going to be writing the Terminator series for Dark Horse. Boo. Okay. Uh, I had some things, you know, kids' comics recommendations uh, for ki- get cheaper gifts for kids you know, that I brought. Uh, so I get all the titles right. Um Movies, uh, you know, they, they did all the Thor casting, and just before I left <coughs> school, Bendis was tweeting that he was on the set of Thor, and that Odin's throne is amazing, and that you should get in line for Thor now. Okay. Yes. Okay. And where I'm going, Bendis is a dick. Um, sight unseen review, uh, Lon's going to talk about New Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw. I saw Planet Fifty One, and he saw, and we together wept through the Blind Side. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm uh, just gonna say in a little sci-fi or nerd thing that um, in addition to Spider-Man, the the Chicago out of town tryout production of the Adams Family musical opens this week. Oh yeah, um, you With know the cast, Nathan right? Lane, Nathan Lane, and, and um, can't remember who the woman is. Um, I I got I I knew it. Okay, great. You're gonna. Yeah. It was in uh, it was in the is People the magazine. Busty Debbie chick Adam. from a Meg no, Mullally. It's, it's Fraser's wife. Oh yeah, Lily Babe Newworth. Babe Newworth. Is it uh, BB or Babe? I don't think it's Beeb. It's like Bebe. It's B-E-B-E. It's Bebe. She says BB. I BB. BB. If she were black, it'd be Bebe. Bebe. Oh, um, really? So BB knew what this other family. And then, and then they're going to revive Carrie, the musical, which, uh, which apparently... Carrie. Yep. Carrie Bay. No, that's, oh. no, I was singing the Europe version. But. <sighs> On television, uh, I thought we... <clears throat> if anybody watched... Won't you come out Did anybody tonight? watch The Prisoner? No, I've got it banked, I, and I've heard so many bad things about it. I'm afraid it. to do the same I thing. I'm like six hours of my life. I haven't watched the thing. I haven't watched the thing. Uh, of course, the Doctor Who, The Waters of Mars, came, uh, was broadcast on BBC. And did you, you watched it? I did. Uh, v, three. Yeah, you can talk about that if you want. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. you got to talk about Big Bang. Uh, the CW is uh, put into pilot for a second time, I, I guess officially a second time, because I think it was UPN did it the first time. Global Frequency, Warren Ellis's series. Oh, cool. So they're going to try another pilot and they're going to try to run it again. I just picked that up uh, in used graphic novels and immediately lent it to a friend who had to read it. Hmm. Can we, uh, in comics, uh, maybe we don't have time, but I wanted to buy that uh, that Black was excellent series. That Black Lightning trade. Uh huh. And it's like seventeen ninety nine or something. It's like some ridiculous price. And it's only like this thin. And then I looked at the Dark Avengers one, and that's l- maybe the same, maybe a little thicker, and it's like nineteen ninety nine. <coughs> like, did trade like small trade prices go way the f- I don't frick know. up? It just depends on what they think they're going to. In the sell. good old days, you could get a nice thick one yeah. for like nine ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Like, 
And I'll bet it's depending on what they think they're going to sell. But I'm just saying, though, is that worth yeah. talking about? Uh, I don't maybe. Know. Uh, oh, that's right. It's uh, Rick wanted to fight about um, the alternate universe titles, alternate universes, and the the three ninety nine versus. Oh, he can argue about prices, but I can't? Oh, okay. I see well, I'm is. saying that's going to bring it in. It's Racist. A, no, so no one knows what your ethnicity actually is. Including Lonest. you. Yeah, see, he's racist against me. Mm-hmm. That's not racist. That's lawnest. Even worse. I am I am lawnest. I will, I will admit that. I'm a pragmatist. an individual. And Smallville, uh, you want to talk about Zanjana, and it's all the, I, pick, I put the- Oh, God, talk about Hawkman. The photo of Hawkman and the two-hour JSA movie that's going to be called Absolute Justice. Right. So, um, that was it. And, and the thing you got in the- That thing. Your, the thing you got. Email. Oh, yeah, you got an email. What to do with it? Oh, we have to. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast corner. <laughs> what the hell is a podcast corner? You'll find out. We're going to end with it. No, we can do it anytime. All right, I feel I feel ready enough. I guess it's. What do you? Where do you want to eat tonight, Lon? Mm, tacos. I want tacos. You want tacos? Do. Do you want to try to get out of here early enough for Unimas or Taco Bell? Yeah, Debbie just texted me that she bought Pollo Loco and uh, there's plenty for me at home. So. All right, well, screw Rick. Um, Did she mean the tacos? Yes. Oh, there's always I think that's what she meant. <laughs> she doesn't refer to herself as the crazy chicken, except on one day a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, or a month. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's all women. Rojo. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you row I think we've got an, uh, the seed of another moron life sketch. Do you know what you're <clears> going to say? I want to say what Derek said last night, but I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, there's so the gen the gen pops. I'll wait till gen pops out. So it's all good. Until what? Gen Pop. Oh, <laughs> we're in prison now? Yeah, general popular. <laughs> so, Steve, huh? last night I got this drink from Baskin Robbins called a Chocolate Blast. Okay? And so I, I let Derek try it, and he's all, oh, oh, that's good. That tastes like a, what do you think he said? That is not going into the outtakes? <laughs> Damn straight it's not. <laughs> I've even, for, uh. it's a new segment on the show. What I do you think, to, what do you to, think Derek said? <laughs> I mean, the best to... entry will win a chocolate blast. <laughs> oh, I may have to format this uh, drive before I <laughs> use it again. That was pretty good. Would you like some more, Steve? Or? No, that's good. Oh, I don't. Is that one of the ones that is? Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. <coughs> Let's get it started. Are you ready? I'm ready now. You want a mic or some headphones? No, no. Okay. I'm just ready. All right, on time. And now, go ahead. Tell him what you told her. No, we're not hiring. Oh, come on. Mm. We're just about to start the show. We need a chair for Mr. Garcia. Garcia. Oh, boy. You can just lean in here. Just do this. One. You're just gonna lean in there. Hey, that worked. Well, no, no, I've got you turned down. Oh, well, thanks. There you are. Hey, there I am. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Okay, we're going to get started here. 
Okay. Oh, and remind, remember to uh, introduce us this week. Yeah. And you stop messing up like you always do. No, I just wanted to join the correcting Derek bandwagon. Because I've been brutal. Like I've been brutal. All right, I got Same one. Let's Derek. go. Let's okay. go. Here we go. Here Uh-oh. we go. Uh, within a force field, and then it blows up. And, Sounds good. And kills him. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I was listening. I got gotcha. you. He's listening to him recording. I understand that, but he's not capable of multitasking. It's work. I have to take. He barely pays attention to himself when he speaks. If you'd like, I can fill the time by reading from Hulk Hogan, My Life Outside the Ring. No. <laughs> Gone. So, it, so in this one, is this what something happens to Guy Gardner too? Doesn't? It? Well, the implication is we already know from a previews offering that 